Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith Overt here, Broadcasting Live, and I have around the table for me uh, uh, two very good-looking young men, I, I'm going to have to say, and, and very cleaned up this morning, Scott. I, I appreciate Thank it. Uh, you went out of your way for me. I, it's, it makes me feel special. So, <laughs> uh, I've got Scott Bolger here and uh, representing Hogfest. Yeah. Yeah, and then I've got... Uh, Dude, I, I got to find a nickname for you, man. It's like, it's like the coconut man. Like, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't even know where to start, man. That, that's usually what it comes down to. Yeah, so it's... coconut guy. Yeah, coconut guy. That'll work. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> that gets my uh, attention. <laughs> but, yeah, all right. So coconut guy it is, right? Um Let's uh, let's get into our our stuff today, man. Uh, this is this is this this time of year for you guys, huh? You, oh, have, yeah. you haven't seen daylight in a couple days, have you? Yeah, we're we're hard at it trying to get this thing together. Uh, Pensacola Hog Fest, sixteen years in running. Yeah, now. man, it's crazy. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a long time for an organization to to keep raising money and, and be successful. That says a lot about the organization itself. Yeah. So what's uh what's in store this year? Ah, we're giving away uh. Hog for uh, charities, we're giving away a brand new Harley Davidson, a Fat Boy, 2018. Yeah. Uh, I picked that bad boy out myself. And yes, it is and you cool. know a bit about motorcycles, so uh, I'll give yeah, it to you. It's, it's probably gonna be a good one. Yeah, it's, it's a real good one. I mean, it's it's the newest model they've got out, and I can tell you, you know, I'm not here, you know, to, to promote Harley, but I got to promote Harley. I mean, it, this is a nice bike that they're yeah. throwing up here for us. And they they give it to you guys straight up, huh? You, you, but uh, we we actually buy. It. They they give us a decent deal on it, and we actually buy the motorcycle and then we raffle off tickets and uh, we sell them sell our tickets for a hundred dollars a piece we yeah. limit it to 600 total so the odds are real good you yeah know, one in 600 so for a hundred bucks you could walk away with a brand new harley hundred bucks and if you don't you still have split a good one time. with you so all right and do you, you guys do that every year don't you you every give away year, the bike every year right around this time of the year uh, we give it away. We have a big party going on. We've got, uh, you name it, we've got it going on. We've got bands going on there. We've got silent auctions. We've got live auctions. You know, from this particular event, we've given uh, close to, you know, between a half and a million dollars away wow. to charities. Wow. That's yeah. a lot, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, do you guys need coconuts at your party? Man, I was just thinking that. We might need some coconuts. Yeah. I'm your man. He's the only man. <laughs> it's awesome. It's really this is awesome, dude. I can't wait to get into this. So, um, okay, so tell me about this because if I remember correctly, this thing goes on from like dusk till dawn, right? I mean, it's a it's a pretty much like a throwdown, right? Yeah. If you're not working, well, if you're working it, it goes on from <laughs> from forever from dawn to dawn. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we uh, we start at six thirty, and that's when we let start opening the gates and letting everybody in. Yeah. Uh, they come in and we're we're there partying until ten o'clock at night. You know, live bands, free food. Uh, we've got a, I think like fifteen different vendors are showing up. Free beer, free nice. wine. Yeah. You name it. I mean. And free you, ride home. I know y'all y'all do that too, which is cool. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you can't have a good time with this one, it's your own fault. Yeah, you got problems, right? Yeah. So, um, how about pina coladas? Oh, no pina coladas. <laughs> See, dude, I'm t- I, I am pushing for you, man. I'm telling you. So you had me at free beer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get them to make us some pina coladas up there. No doubt. Um, okay, so how do people, if I want to go, if I want to get involved, how do they do that? Well, the best way to do is go on Northeast Sertoma, uh, our, our website, which is uh, northeastsertoma.com. Okay. And uh, you can do your tickets online. We've got a few tickets remaining. Like I said, we stop at 600. Yeah. And that's it. Um, if you want to come up for the party, just come up, and if we got any party tickets there, we'll sell them. I think they're thirty-five dollars a ticket. Okay, the same price at the gate is if you get them now, or yeah, yeah, okay. same price. 
Very cool. And and it's at the Harley Davidson dealership? It's at the dealership. I mean Harley's huge. been real good to us. They open it up for us. We have the we have the whole floor, the warehouse floor back there. We set a big tent up outside where all the vendors are around and tables and the bands up in the corner going on. And then the dealership's also open and I'm sure they're gonna be offering some some good deals yeah. on some items through there because, you know, till ten o'clock at night I'm sure they want to sell something. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Lots of leather. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, what uh what do you guys get enough volunteers do you get enough people helping yeah we've got volunteers from all over the place we've got volunteers coming from both of our charities which are e-care every child a reader or scambia reads whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it and uh, pathways for change which are both great organizations and they're going to be in the benefit the beneficiaries of our uh of our the money we're giving yeah. away and that changes every year too doesn't it it changes every year i mean uh, a lot of them uh stay with us you know as long as they can on that one uh it uh but yeah, we we reevaluate it every yeah. year to see who we've got coming in. Very cool. So, and how long have you been planning for this? You guys like start like the day after the last one, don't you? Yeah. Well, uh, sort of. We we do small things, you know, right after. But you know, after this, we go into the Dragon Boat Festival because you know we're we're known yes. for that. We're known for the Fourth of July fireworks, that kind of stuff. Yeah. For, for downtown, but uh, as soon as the uh, uh, Dragon Boat Festival is over, we start going into it pretty heavy. So yeah. for us, it's just one charitable. Uh, uh, event after yeah, another yeah so i've been thinking i might uh, last year i told myself i'm gonna drum for the dragon boat this year oh what a good time i'm gonna try i don't i don't, I don't know i don't have any rhythm so we'll see what happens but uh, everybody's um, got i've watched it for the last couple of years but i have not participated and it just it's intimidating yeah it, it is and it's it's a lot of fun you know i mean it's it's a lot of team building going out going on out yeah. there so you can put some people together. I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen it? You ever done it? It's the cardboard boats, right? No, no, no. That no. That's the that's a different one. This is the the big long like old school dragon Viking boats. Yeah, I have not seen. And they it. race them with and it's like dude drumming and they got to roll uh, row and rhythm. I have not seen. It. I need to check you that out. Check it out. <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. There's like what was there like forty teams last year or something? Yeah, something like that. It was something ridiculous in the bayou, it's right? It's growing. Yeah, it's growing every year. You're gonna you're gonna outgrow the bayou. <laughs> <clears throat> it's gonna need to be like across the bay. Yeah, you know. Definitely. So, well, cool, man. Okay, so one more time, if anybody's interested or they want to get tickets, where can we send them to? Yep, you go on over there to uh, www.northeastertoma.com. That's and, it. And uh, you can purchase your tickets online there, uh, or you can give me a call. I'll put out my number there for go you. Go for it, man. Eight five zero two nine two one two three five. Give me a call and I'll get you a ticket. If I got to drive to your house, I'll do so. <laughs> I mean, we're here for the charities. We're not making no money on this thing, you know. It's just a, it's just a good thing giving back in the community. That's a your brave soul at Northeast Sertoma. Hell yeah, that's it. Okay, um, you guys are also you split into a whole bunch of groups too because I know there's a whole bunch of y'all that meet separately. Is that correct? So, like, how does Sertoma work? Oh yeah, there there are a few different groups around the area. Our particular group meets every Thursday morning at seven o'clock at the Bay Center. Whew. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, early. It is early, but hey. <laughs> Free breakfast. Yeah, that's free right. Free breakfast that's buffet. Right. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You either stay up or just get up, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's it. Um, yeah. What? What? Like, if you can give me a little bit of the history of Sertoma for those that don't know. Well, Sertoma is based around Speech and Hearing Board. It's a national organization. It goes throughout the con- throughout the country, and, and basically, and that's what it's it's geared around is uh, speech and hearing. So we do support that quite a bit. But here locally, you know, we take on our, our own meaning of Sertoma with Northeast Sertoma, and. Um, we add to that, so you know we've given away money for many different many different things throughout the community. Yeah. Um, as I've already mentioned, a few of them, you know, the, the different charities. They the charities come to us every every week and talk to us, and then you know throughout the year we pick different charities for our, our events, and uh, that's what we do. But I mean, this organization it's it's huge, you know. It, yeah. It's, it's nationwide, and 
honestly, it's it's just a great organization that keeps on giving. Well, very cool, man. Well, I wish you guys much success. Uh, 16 years is, is a long time. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you'll make it to probably 25, if not longer. And uh, for those of you that I would say don't have a $100 Harley ticket, if you ride bikes, man, you just it's stupid not to do. Oh, it's 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 a great deal. Like I said, I, I ride a lot. I, I put a lot of miles on the bike every yeah. year. And I picked that one out, and I'm going to tell you. You get it, three it, of your friends and then split it like 25 bucks a pop, you know? Oh, and, we're, and then, we're and trying. Share. I mean, <laughs> and share. We're trying, you know. I mean, on Saturday. Do you, do you buy the tickets here? Are you, oh, are you in the game? My, as a matter of fact, my wife said to me, she goes, honey, you, you buy your own ticket this year. I'm buying my own. <laughs> She's honey, like, I'm gonna, not sharing, it's right? It's going to be my bike, man. Yeah, very cool. Uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully we win. But we've got other things going on there also. We've got the raffle, the 50-50 raffle and that kind of stuff, which people walk away with money on. Right. Again, the silent auction, some really cool events yeah. that uh, Pathways for Change and eCare have brought to the table for live auction and silent auction you know, items, which is it's just a lot of fun. And, and by the way, on Saturday night, this thing is this Saturday night, this raffle is going to be a, it's a reverse raffle. So it's not just a you know they reach in they pick a ticket right it's the last ticket on the board and it, you know and there's a lot, lot of highlight going around that Michael Caro with SVN he's going to be up there emceeing um, the whole event for us uh, yeah he can do that auction stuff can he, he can he talk so, real fast Michael Caro he is so good at that kind of stuff he I got I haven't heard him do it but people have told me that he can do that real quick so uh, he, he's great and he's been doing it for years as well uh, he was our major sponsor last year and, and oh I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. Seville Power is our major mm-hmm. sponsor this year. Okay. If you haven't been to Seville Power up there on Twelfth uh, Avenue, you're missing out as well. He, uh, Jake up there, he took over uh, and just recently purchased it, and they're and they're going online. And man, he he'll teach you something every time you walk in there. I, yeah. I went in just on Saturday to to fix a tire, and, and lo and behold, I didn't even need it fixed; just needed air. Can you believe it? Yeah. There you <laughs> I go. Mean, he's that good. He walk you through the shop, and uh, man, they're they're just a, a great and a, a great organization there. And and they love us too. He, yeah. he actually joined Sertoma, you know. And uh, as soon as he joined, he's like, "Man, I'm on board with this. I, I like it. I like our community. Let's get involved." Cool. Very cool. Well, um, I gotta say, we have a full community that is is very giving. Thank goodness, because um, there's a lot of charities here, and there's a lot of people that we end up helping, not only within the community but outside the community too. So, it's a it's a it's a comforting thing to. I think be a part of. Yeah, I think that's how it's supposed to work. You know, us as you know, down to the root. I mean, we're human beings, and we're supposed to be here to help one another. That's it. That's what it's about. Cool, man. All right. Well, I, like I said, man, I wish you luck. Stick around for a minute. Yeah. Let's yeah. find out about oh, this coconut guy. I want to hear about but, this, dude. This is awesome. Yeah. Okay. So seriously, I know I've been like jerk, jerking at your chain, man, but I think it's so cool that you, out of uh, as from the entrepreneurial spirit of trying to make something out of nothing, you sell coconuts. I do. I guess somebody has to, right? Like, yeah. like you have to. But I always thought it was just like came with the rest of the produce guys or like whatever. But like you strictly sell just coconuts. Only coconuts. All right. So just start from the beginning, man. <laughs> just tell me how it works. <laughs> uh, so actually last year I happened to be on a, a vacation down in Key West. Um, you know, and, and as I was standing there, I noticed that everybody was walking around with these giant green things with yeah. straws sticking out of them. And, and you know, I, what the heck are these things? Uh Located the source, which was a very shady, uh, to say the least, van. Uh-huh. Um, Not like under the shade, but like shady. Shady. Yeah, gotcha. Like, it is Key candy. West, dude. It's Key West. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I went up and, and started a conversation with the gentleman that was uh, sitting there. He had a drill, actually. He was drilling into him. And, uh, you know, where you, what are these, for one? And right. he was like, coconuts. Uh, you know, he couldn't speak very well English, but he Had you ever coconut. seen a coconut before that? I had not. Not in, not a not big in that raw form? Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, you know, and I was like, where are you getting them at? You know, and he kind of just pointed up towards the trees, and I'm like yeah. looking up. It's no like, overhead, man. <laughs> like, like God, like I, like I know, like God, you know. Right. Yeah. No, but they, we actually grow them here in Florida, so I went back home and did a little bit of research. 
Um, and two weeks later, I went back down to uh, South Florida, this time looking for some coconut farmers. Um, so I identified a really big, uh, I think, uh, gap in the market and mm-hmm. a, a really good potential there. Um, so we went down there and, uh, and started bringing them up here. And I mean, it works. It worked. So you found a gap in the market. That's <laughs> we awesome. Did. We did. So like seriously, in in all entrepreneurial spirit, you have done exactly what every entrepreneur dreams to do, right? You found a hole and you filled it. You solved a problem. Right? I did. So, okay. So... <laughs> Tell me what the farmer said when you walked up. You're like, you're like, because like you're a pretty young guy. You look like you're on like spring break or something. You're like, hey, I want to. I mean, what do you say? I want to sell your coconuts. Yeah. So you know, I told him I was looking for a wholesale, you know, bulk uh, to order coconuts from reliable source. You know, I was, I'm from Northwest Florida. You know, I think this would be really popular up there. Right. I think it'd be, uh, be you know really successful. And so he's like, okay, you know, I, I can't sell less than 125 at a time. So, so I ordered 125. Okay. Sold like. That, that's the minimum. Like out of thin air. Yeah, like, that's the minimum. He's like, I gotta have 125 at least. That's the minimum. So, okay. so we ordered 125, got them, sold like maybe 30, and then the rest, like you know, they have a 30 day shelf life, and they went bad. Right. So I ordered another 125 and sold like 20 maybe. Yeah. And uh, so I did this three times, and, and every time I keep on telling them, I was like, don't worry, like, like they're gonna catch on, like they're gonna become popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after the third time, it, this was over a six week period, I'd sold 71 coconuts total. Uh, you know, for a loss of <laughs> uh, like 130, 140, uh, about 300. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and yet you, know, you still kept going. Huh? I did. You know, I kept on telling him, I said, they're going to take off. They're going to take yeah. off. I promise. Just trust me. And, uh, he was like, okay. He actually went on vacation to Brazil for like a month. And, uh, right after he went on vacation, I went to Harbor Walk Village in Destin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, started a conversation there and convinced them to let me sell the coconuts, uh, out there at Harbor Walk. Uh, so we started out there, and, and they actually based my rent off of it. He said, uh, how many coconuts do you think? They were very reluctant to let me sell these yeah, coconuts sure. out of Harbor Walk. I could, I could imagine. So the general manager says, how many coconuts do you think you could sell a month? And uh, just like, without, 71. <laughs> without hesitating, without hesitating, I said, 1,000. I'll sell 1,000. Okay. Nice. All right. And he was like, okay, we'll base your rent off that. And I was like, oh, darn it. Yeah. Should have said 71. Should have said 71. Um so uh, our first month, uh, you know, I said, I'll sell a thousand conservatively. I said, but I'll sell 2000. And he said, do you really think you can sell a thousand coconuts? Okay. we'll base your rent off of that. You know, here's your, uh, here's your lease signed it. Our right. first month uh, out there, we did 1200. Wow. <laughs> wow. Good for and, you. Uh, after that, um, the second month we did a little over 2400. So we doubled that. And the so last month out there, on. we did about 3000. So, so what was the, what, what's the trick between 71 coconuts and 1200 coconuts? I think location played a big part of it. Uh, there's a lot more foot traffic out there in Destin, you know, Harbor Walk Village. Uh, when I first started doing it, I was actually on Navarre Beach, yeah. which is you know home for me, but there's not as much foot traffic. Um, so I think that's why we struggled a little bit there. Uh, but also, I think I was so new to the coconuts, I didn't know how to sell them and, and how to uh, present them to people. Yeah. Okay, so how do you present a coconut? <laughs> so they really do sell themselves. So once people see them walking, uh, other people walking like around with these- Big pink umbrellas in them yeah, and stuff? Big giant ones with crazy straws in them. <laughs> Uh, you know, they kind of want it just because they said having it. And it's a like being at Disney World, you know, you get the cool cups with the, with the straws. I get Absolutely. it. I'm waiting get for it. someone to walk in with them right now. It's marketing, man. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people, too, uh, just love to take pictures with them. So they'll buy it just for the picture. Um, so it's just that fun. You know, hey, I'm on vacation. Make my friends jealous back home kind of thing. They take them home as pets and like, like what was the rocks? You know, where you used to glue the eyeballs and stuff, too? When you're kids? Googly eyes. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... So you, you're down in Destin, you're in Harbor Walk Village, which is, uh, um, for those that don't know, is sort of a, it's like a shopping center, sort of resort kind of, but it's a contained environment, right? So it you, is. You've got a, um, a captive audience. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the trick, huh? Just throw it, get them in a room and then <laughs> don't let them leave till they buy a coconut, huh? 
Uh, in a way, yeah. So, uh, you know, we kind of rely on that foot traffic and just really good customer service. Uh, so one thing I always try to tell my employees is uh, you're not selling just a coconut. Yeah. I actually don't let them use the word just, period. Right. Uh, when they're on the clock for me. Uh, you're selling an experience, so sure. you're providing an experience. Uh, you're creating it for that for that guest, that yeah. customer. Um, so I think really that's a big part of it is our customer service and, and the experience that we provide them with. Yeah, and not selling just a what company, you, uh, so. well, it's like it's like escapism, right? I think so. I yeah. mean, Jimmy Buffett built an empire off of it, dude, and he, he did. didn't even have a coconut. <laughs> we actually sang a song. <laughs> that was actually one of my first wholesale clients was his sister um, out at Lulu's. Oh, dude, I used Destin. to work there too. So yeah, it was uh, a chef. That was one of our first wholesale clients ever. Yeah. So that was kind of exciting to be able to sell coconuts to Jimmy Buffett. To Jimmy Buffett's sister, yeah, <laughs> which is cool. So uh, are you still selling coconuts out there at Lulu's? We are, we are. Uh, so we're going to start next month uh, delivering out there. Um, and, and that's one thing we're trying to focus on a lot more this year. We are opening them up. Uh, three additional retail locations next month. And then uh, we're going to really expanding on our wholesale to wow. various hotels, restaurants. So uh, what's a retail services. location look like? Like, are you making, is it like everything coconut? Or are you literally just like a, a dude in a booth and you're, you're just making the drink? So uh, we just have, it's a mobile kiosk. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a cart. It's a freezer, actually. When you fill that sucker, we put about 70 coconuts in there, and mm -hmm. uh, we rotate through that a few times a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we average about 100, 150 coconuts out there each and every single so day. Do you month. keep them frozen? We don't keep them frozen. We do keep them chilled on ice, so they're nice and cold and refreshing yeah. whenever we uh, open them up for you. But and that's it. So you just you just put a hole in it, put the cool straws and stuff in it, and, you know, shake it up or anything? I mean... Nope. That's it, huh? That's it. That's crazy. That's cool. Who would have thought? Okay, so what's the next... Like, what what's next? So uh, next for us, uh, we're trying to partner right now with some universities and, uh, you know, in the next one to two years, we want to start planting our own farms uh, and, and being able to do some partner with universities to do like horticulture research. Yeah. Uh, you know, I believe that there's other uses out there that have yet to be discovered for coconuts. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they call them tree of life for a reason. Uh, you know, I so, did not know that they called it tree of life. So I would, we would love to explore uh, other options. You know, maybe there's, you know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, medicines that can be made. Oh, sure. There's coconut oil. Like, I mean, you can use that stuff for anything, man. They're actually, uh, I saw a company, they're making board shorts mm. out of coconuts nice. now. Uh, um, I think Sex Wax used to have coconut oil in it, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's definitely uh, next for us, I think. Uh, very little research has ever been done on domestic coconuts. And uh, I think very few people know, including myself, uh, know that we can even produce coconuts in the United States. Yeah. Um, so we're so used to getting these ones from Asian countries. And, and, oh, and you were saying Florida's like the only place you can grow them? Florida is the only place in the continental U.S. that can grow coconuts. Is that uh, because of the climate or is it because it like, is. we're allowed to? <laughs> no, so it absolutely is because of the climate. Huh. Um, you know, they have to be in a warm temperature uh, that's humid and it's a little bit too dry in California. The only other state is Hawaii and I actually learned this weekend I did, we were at the Tall Ships uh, yeah. Pensacola event uh, with a Visit Pensacola and uh, <laughs> we were out there and I was talking to a gentleman from Hawaii and he actually said that they're illegal in Hawaii. I guess- Really? So the story he told me was one fell off a tree and hit the president of Hawaii in the head. Oh, he got a little pissed off, huh? And so uh, he made a law that said, you got to pick those things before they fall on me. Wow. <laughs> huh. Yeah, but Florida is well, the Wasn't state. he a mighty eye on himself, huh? That's crazy, dude. I don't know how accurate that is. But, uh, <laughs> no coconut for you. <laughs> too cool, man. Um, so, okay, so you got all these other products coming and coconut farm. So um, have you talked to uh, UF? Uh, so we have, we have. I actually uh, had the opportunity all that food stuff. Um, to do, uh, I was down there for the Future of Florida Summit yeah. uh, a few months ago uh, at the Bob Graham Center for Public Service down there, and, and I definitely had that conversation with uh, several individuals down there. So. Yeah, well, you know their horticulture thing is here. Uh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. They're they're one of the largest universities in Florida uh, yeah. doing horticulture research. So. Aside from being gators, it suck. I, I don't mind. A, I am a I'm fan. A Noel, I'm a Noel, so. Yeah. I, am, I am a, a UF fan. <laughs> Says the coconut guy. <laughs> and stay here, boys. Yeah, uh, see, there you go. There you go. So, um, well, cool, dude. So, 
what, like, is there any other like weird fruit out there that like you see yourself going after? Have you found like other cool research while you've been looking for coconut stuff? You know, I really haven't. Um, I learned a lot about the citrus industry and, and kind of the gap that it's creating uh, yeah. now, potentially for you know us to go in there with the uh, coconuts and start producing more of those. Which um, is okay. So, which is what? Is it a supply gap, or is it a nutrition, or is it a uh, just an experience or flavor? Like, what is it for the uh, the citrus? Industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the citrus industry right now they have a parasite that's killing all their crops. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. so we want to maybe work with the, some of those citrus farmers and give them incentives to hey, instead of growing the you know citrus, your citrus is dying. You know, you can grow coconut palms instead. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not affected by this parasite. How long does it take a coconut palm to? get a coconut uh so after you plant it takes about five to six years before wow. you start so you gotta invest coconuts. huh so it, it is a little bit of a wait um but uh, our coconut palms here in florida they grow uh on average about 200 plus coconuts per year per Holy tree cow and uh in these asian countries that are producing three quarters of the world's coconuts right now their trees are only able to produce about 40 wow so we have a very distinct advantage uh over just so about you get a couple of thousand world. acres of coconut farms you could take over the whole market huh absolutely we could be exporting to them and uh, po- coconut palm trees, they do have uh, a maturity uh, for when they can produce coconuts. And uh, the, the ones in the Asian countries are very far outside their maturity date. Sure. Uh, ours right now in Florida are prime their peak production stage. Uh, so I think that's another huge advantage yeah. uh, that we have as well to, to kind of fill that, that gap even more. We import or, uh, billions of dollars worth of coconuts just to the United States ourselves. Yeah, that's crazy. Why, why are we doing that? We can grow. Who would have thought the right market here. was that big, man? Wow. So, okay, so let me ask you this. Do you... Do you do you plant a coconut to grow a coconut palm? You do. You do. That's how it works, huh? So you just pull it right off the tree and shove it in the ground, or do you got to germinate it, or what? Like, how I do you start you a coconut to, farm? I believe you have to germinate it, but it is uh, the actual seed, the actual nut, is what the coconut yeah. goes from. So, no doubt, dude. Very cool. I'm, I'm, I'm totally amazed, man. I really am. I think this is the coolest thing that that you have found such a niche market, and it's it's working out for you, which is another thing. You know, it so it has good. been. We, uh, um, I started out in my garage last year. We, uh, we moved into a 3,000 square foot warehouse about two months later. Um, we just uh, have another added, added another 6,000 square foot warehouse uh, as well wow. locally. So it's growing pretty fast. You're on the you're on the straight up like dream story entrepreneurial. Yeah, like it here it is. Like it started in the garage. We had 200 feet. Now we've got 2,000 feet. Now we're like exporting to the world domination of coconuts. So. Congratulations, man! Thank you so That's much. It's really cool. All right, if somebody wants to um, find out more, they want. To, do you need help? Do you need people to help you? Abs- absolutely, we are hiring right now. Okay, cool. So we're hiring for multiple full-time, part-time positions. Yeah, for um, here, Destin, where? Yeah, for, all over? Uh, for Pensacola uh, and Destin, our warehouse is in Gulf Breeze. Um, so, so for all those locations, we are hiring. Yeah, right now. we're in Gulf Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Next can to the can zoo. you smell? Yeah, can you yeah. smell the coconuts when you pull up? You can I, inside of my warehouse. You absolutely yeah. can. Yeah, I love the smell. See, I like I don't like the flavor, but I love the smell of it. Right? It, it's really funny to catch. Like anytime I have uh, any contractors come in and work on like equipment in my yeah. warehouse, like just their face whenever they see thousands of coconuts. Yeah, they're looking for like the Hawaiian like, tropic chicks. <laughs> definitely yeah. got some strange looks, but yeah. it's it's a, it's a great conversation to have with people. So. Yeah, very cool, man. All right, so website uh, is floridacoconuts.com. Okay, um, social media, all that stuff. You yep. can find you on uh, Facebook. We're at Emerald Coast Coconuts. Very cool. Thanks for coming in, man. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's, awesome. it's an honor to be a guest on your show. Yeah, man. Thanks. All right, you guys. Well, we're gonna get out of here. You can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our website at PensacolaBusinessRadio.us. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. I'm going to get a